excuse me, outside in the walking room here behind the hall. I'm sure you've all noticed the beautiful old uh, sculpture statue of Kuan Yin there. Kuan Yin is in a way um, seen as an embodiment of the quality of compassion said to be able to hear the cries of the entire world and to hold hold that be able to hold that suffering in this boundless uh, field of care of kindness of compassion it's said that the buddha was moved to teach out of compassion sometimes called mahakaruna great compassion said that after his awakening he surveyed the world with a grand scope of vision and saw beings trying desperately to be happy and at the same time doing the very thing that caused them to suffer and so was moved to teach out of seeing this, from seeing this. So I'll speak a little bit now about this quality of compassion and then we'll have a guided meditation. Sometimes I think we can fall into a sense of, in order to be compassionate, that somehow it's maybe a posture of weakness or some submissive or passive uh, way of relating, of being in the world. But actually this is not in any way true. And, and real compassion is actually a very strong, brave, even a courageous quality of heart. I like to use the word courage in relation to compassion. The root for that word courage is the word for heart, cur, corazón, cuori. In the Romance languages, that root from Latin. So it has to do with a heartfulness, you could say, courage. And it's interesting because when compassion is strong, even in the face of real suffering, there can be a a joyful quality of heart. It's not a joy that is taking joy in the suffering of another being or our own suffering, but it's a a powerful, joyful quality. And it arises the real, true compassion, the Brahma-vihara of compassion, this divine abiding. This is the second of the Brahma-viharas, metta, usually, for some reason, there's this sequence, metta, loving kindness. Karuna, compassion, is this quality of love, specifically turned towards attuned to suffering in our own heart and mind in the world. Mudita will do a guided uh, empathetic joy, this quality of love turned towards the good fortune of others. So it's, you could say, the opposite of envy or jealousy. It's delighting in the goodness that others are experiencing. And then upeka, equanimity, which Rebecca spoke about at length the other night. This quality of uh, balance of mind, of equanimity. And this quality of compassion, it's, it's, it reflects a mind heart that is able to actually show up for what we experience as suffering in our own life, to show up for this part of our life from a place of real connection and courage without falling into 
pity or grief or some kind of despair. Pity is seen as the near enemy. It's a quality of feeling sorry for, which actually has a quality of aversion. It doesn't want to connect. It holds, it holds this, holds suffering at a distance. There's not a real connection there. Compassion allows us to act when it's possible. So it's that movement of the heart that would alleviate suffering in our own lives, in, in the world, in the lives of others. So it's, it's a, not a passive quality. It acts in the way it's a natural response. We could see it in the way that if we were to see a child reaching towards uh, a fire or something, we would move, we would just act without having to think about it. It's that a quality of uh, just response in the face of suffering. So we can act when that's possible to name injustice if we see it, respond with actions to alleviate that. And it allows us to, um, to hold suffering when there's nothing we can do, to not turn away from it, to actually sit with it, to hold it with care and kindness when there may be nothing that we can do other than show up not turn away from this in our lives in the world. And sometimes we can also feel as though if we open to suffering through and, and open to compassion, that it somehow means that we take on the burden of another's grief and pain. We have to shoulder this, that it will lead us to getting crushed, to sorrow, to grief, to overwhelm, that it will just break our hearts. But compassion does not lead to this state of grief, of, of uh, heartbreak. It actually leads to, um, to joy, as I said, and it's empowering and strengthening and good for our hearts. So this word karuna, the Pali word, sometimes has a translation or is equated with um, kind of a, a movement, a quivering or trembling of the heart in the face of suffering, in response to suffering, the heart that's moved by it, by the presence of that in our own minds and hearts and and in that of another being, the wish to alleviate it, the wish that beings be free of suffering, stress in their lives. So there's kind of two steps in in, uh, developing this quality. One is, the first is to actually acknowledge the truth of suffering in the world, in our lives. Pain, sorrow, struggle, these do exist everywhere. They're a part of life. It's not the whole picture for all beings at times in large ways. Suffering maybe is a difficult word to use here in some ways because it has this sense of some kind of really big, massive kind of trouble of really major pain, sorrow, grief. But there's all the ways that are quiet, small sufferings. It's a, it's a big scope there. So uh, suffering may be not the best translation. <coughs> but all beings experience ways that we struggle, ways that, we, that there's pain, uh, difficulty in our lives, as well as joys, happiness. It's, it's the worldly conditions of happiness and sadness and pleasure and pain and joy and, and sorrow. 
It's part of the package in this realm. Sometimes called the 10,000 joys and the 10,000 sorrows. So this willingness to acknowledge that this is not somehow bad or wrong or a mistake. You know, we get conditioned to feel that if we're experiencing this, it's, it's wrong. It shouldn't be happening. Or even worse, that it's somehow it's, it's our fault. There can be a blaming feeling there, even if we don't voice it in that way. There's... If we had our act together, it wouldn't happen. If others just, you know, somehow it's their fault. And we we relate it as something to be denied, avoided. We do so many things to avoid feeling this in terms of consumption, things, consuming things, or zoning out in different ways, numbing out. We hide aging sickness, the dying process, we hide it away. So we don't have to look at it, don't have to meet this part of life. Culturally, we, we don't want to, we feel like we turn away from these things, ignore them, keep them out of our consciousness. So this willingness to actually acknowledge the truth of it in our lives, in large and small ways, in the world around us, in the lives of others. And then after acknowledging it, to actually start to open to it. And this isn't always easy to do. And we can slip into these near and far enemies, slipping into pity, feeling sorry for, sorry for ourselves, sorry for another, or the far enemy of uh, some quality of cruelty, or at least if not that, some anger or resistance or fighting against, fighting against it, struggle against it. this quality of compassion, all of the Brahma Viharas, but maybe compassion, maybe even somewhat more so than the others, it rests on this basis of equanimity. Equanimity infuses all of them, but in the case of compassion, very much so, because it's the the equanimity that would allow us to hold suffering even when we can't do anything to alleviate it. This balance that knows that this is an aspect of life and beings have their lives to live and we may or may not be able to do anything about the suffering that we find there. And this equanimity allows us to see, experience in terms of suffering and non-suffering rather than the judgment of good and bad, right and wrong. And this is this quality of heart, of holding it with this balance, lets us open to real compassion, this wish to alleviate compassion, that acts when we can without condemnation or aversion, in the way that I described as caring for a child who doesn't know better, moved in that way. And when no action is possible, we don't close down, fall into resignation or despair, or into a struggle against. We sit with it with an open heart, with a brave, courageous, even joyful heart. So we'll uh, begin this guided meditation now. So sit comfortably. And as in the, for those of you who who were here for the guided metta meditation that I did uh, some days ago, you may wish to sit for this first part at least, 
it's, I'm adapting this from a meditation again by Lama John Makransky, and he suggests the, offers the possibility that you might sit with the eyes uh, open. But if you do want to try with the eyes open, let them be, let the gaze be soft. So we're not um, focusing on anything. Maybe just slightly down, uh, gently in front of you, or eyes closed is fine. It's uh, your choice with that. Classically, we begin this practice with someone who we know, who we can bring to mind, who is experiencing suffering or difficulty in their lives. But I'm going to begin today with a more receptive practice of receiving this in the way that I did the guided metta meditation. So again, this is adapted from uh, uh, a guided meditation by Lama John Makransky. And we're receiving from uh, a category of beings that we would we'll call benefactors, but it's a big wide field here. It can be beings that we know who are personal in our lives, who we feel a simple, very simple connection to, who we know wish us well, wish that we be happy, would wish us to be free of suffering. It could be a friend or relative, perhaps a teacher, someone from our days in school. It could be a pet who just offers this this boundless, unconditioned love. So someone who is uh, real and in our lives. And also we can bring to mind uh, kind of more what we could say um, archetypal figures or beings who can maybe represent for us a kind of very broad um, sense of compassion for all beings. Perhaps the, the Buddha represents this or Jesus might represent this for us or some other great figure from history or someone like uh, His Holiness the Dalai Lama who just seems to uh, offer this broad, unconditioned sense of care to all beings in a more, slightly more impersonal way, but uh, none, no less um, rich and full and complete. Perhaps Kuan Yin, perhaps other figures from, uh, that we've read about, Deepama, for example. She was asked once, what's in your heart? Love, mindfulness, and concentration. Only these things. Someone like that, we hear, oh, the heart is moved by this sense of care from these beings. So let some of these beings come to mind. Perhaps a visual image of them. Perhaps just a felt sense. Maybe just one. They don't have to hang out and stay there. They may arise and pass. You don't have to keep them there. You might picture them maybe hovering around you or above or behind or in front of you something that works for you to have a a sense for their presence in your life. Just feel their presence, feel their, their love, their care, their kindness in the form of this care for 
suffering that you may feel in your heart, in your body, in your mind, the wish that they have for that you be free of this. So see if some of these beings are just one or two, they may change. Beings who we know wish us well and would wish us to be free of trouble, free of stress. And feel this energy of this wishing as a a soft radiance like light or perhaps like a gentle rain, a soft rain that would bathe our mind and body. sense into any areas of physical pain or tension or stress in your body. Just areas of tightness. There may not be pain. There might be might be some real pain. Maybe there's just tightness or tension. Areas of holding in the body. Let this radiance of this compassion, of care, may you be free of this tension. May you be free of this pain. Let this in, open to this. Receiving it into these areas of holding, of pain, of tightness, tension. Let them relax, breathing into these areas with this gentle radiance of care. this wish from your benefactors that you be free of this tension in your body, this pain, areas of holding. Letting these areas relax, release. Bring to mind just daily anxieties that, that arise in our lives. Just anxieties about how we make a living or worries about meeting our obligations, our responsibilities. Sense into what it's like to live with these kinds of just, we could say more mundane daily kinds of suffering small, quiet anxieties about our lives, our responsibilities, our livelihood. Feel what it's like living with these and let this energy of compassion, of care from these benefactors, let it into that. Let it suffuse this part of your mind and heart like a gentle rain This wish, may you be free 
of this worry, of this suffering in your life, of this anxiety. This feeling that they will be there for you when you have to live with this, not abandoning you. A care, wish for your happiness and ease, freedom from suffering. Experience any worries that you may have at times about just finances or your health, other kinds of anxieties that come to all of us because it's not easy to live in the world. Worries about caring for those who depend on us. ways that we feel we won't be able to to take care of what we need to, to make our life, take care of our lives, have things work out. Feel what it's like living with these. We all have these at times. And let this gentle radiance, this gentle rain of compassion, the wish for you to be free of this suffering and worry stress from your benefactors, this gentle wish. Let it really pervade your mind and heart, this mind and heart of simple worry and anxiety that comes from life. sense into any fears you may have about what others think of you or ways that you compare yourself with others and and feel like you don't measure up, ways that you're not good enough in terms of how others think of you. Perhaps qualities of not being good enough, inadequacy, self-doubt, I can't do it, I'm not strong enough, I'm not brave enough, others are better, stronger than me. Sense into the suffering of this in your life. The stress of this feeling what it's like to live with this. It's not there all the time, but there are these times when we feel a sense of not being good enough. Or feeling that compared with others, what others think of me. Sense of shame or self-doubt. 
and let this healing energy of your benefactor's wish for your happiness and freedom from suffering, let it envelop these feelings of inadequacy, of comparison, of not being good enough. Bathe all of these feelings in this gentle radiance like light, your benefactor's wish for your ease, for you to be free of this stress in your life, free of suffering. open to feelings of sadness or loneliness, feelings of guilt or loss. Times we all feel this quality of sadness or loneliness. Guilt for actions we've done that we regret. loss of those that we love and the pain of that, pain of these in our lives, the suffering that's there at times, sensing, opening to the fact that we all live with these qualities at times and receiving this healing energy from your benefactors, their wish for you to be free of this suffering free of the causes of stress and worry in your life. Letting this in like a gentle rain, like a rays of light, bathing your body and mind. If you start to lose the thread of the practice or it starts feeling too vague or disconnected in some way, just come back to a simple connection with body sitting and perhaps bringing one or another of these benefactors to mind in an image or a felt sense. You can start over again at any point if the thread gets too tenuous or too vague. And these images, these feelings of the benefactors, they come and go. They're not going to stick around and just stay there. Don't worry about that. New ones may come, others may fade away. It's all right. Maybe Beings who we would never would have thought of as benefactors show up, wishing us freedom from suffering. Let them in. Opening to feelings of anger or betrayal, hopelessness or despair. Times we feel just so angry or betrayed by those that we, we counted on and they feel that we were let down. 
just feelings of despair or kind of hopelessness. Can't see any way out of this. And the, the pain of that, the stress, the suffering of that in your life, those times. Sense into just how it is to live with this when this is there for us. And receive the gentle wish from your benefactors for your happiness and ease of being, your freedom from suffering, freedom from pain and struggle and worry. This gentle, caring reign of compassion. Just let this in to these parts of our life, these times when we feel these these things. Since these benefactors, they won't desert us. They'll be there holding us with compassion, the wish for our ease. Perhaps opening now to feelings of fears for those in our lives that we love. Could be family, friends, pets, worries for their safety and happiness. Fears of illness or injury or even death that may come at times in relation to our own life, in relation to those who we care for, those who are in our lives that we feel responsible for or count on their love, on their presence, these worries and fears for their safety, for our own health. We all experience this at times. We don't have to create it now, but opening to this aspect of our life and feeling the bathing in the radiance of your, your benefactor's wish, that you'd be free of suffering, free of worry and tension and stress. Wish for you to be at ease. See if you can just sense simply into this field of caring, this field of compassion. Just in a very simple way, like a radiance, like just like light. <coughs> Letting it pervade every corner of your being, all parts of the body and mind. Letting go now of these visualizations of holding onto an image or any sense 
that we're trying to create or keep of the benefactors, just let go of that and settle into just a connection with this field, this radiance of care, of kindness, of compassion. Just like being bathed in gentle rays of light or being gently washed by a rain of care, of compassion. Letting go of of any doing, letting go of doing the meditation, trying to be good at it. Just be a living being here, bathing in this radiance of care, of kindness, this healing energy. Just let it touch you gently like a soft breeze. like sunlight on a cold day. If you notice tension, grasping, holding in the body, just let it release itself. Let these sensations arise and settle in their own way. Don't have to do it, just open to them and let them release themselves. This natural power of the body, you could say. Let the body embody you. Let the breath come as it wants to and let it breathe you. Don't breathe it. Let it breathe you in and out. Breathing into this field of care, of kindness, this field of compassion, the wish for you to be at ease, to be free of suffering. Notice if there's any holding, any grasping in the mind, in the heart, some trying to to do it or get it or trying to keep it there, find anything. Just let that go. Let it release itself. Let thoughts and sensations in the mind and the body, let them arise and pass away in this field of energy, this healing radiance of care. Let the mind relax. Let it just fall open. Let thoughts, sensations, feelings, emotions arise and dissolve. Just do their own thing. You don't have to do anything about it. Free of any focus, any doing. Let go into this boundless openness of just awareness itself. Spacious, boundless 
field of awareness, no edges to that. It's not limited in its scope in any way. It holds everything. It's beyond reference points or our ideas or pictures or images, beyond any thoughts or ideas. Like the sky, just let go into this field of just simple knowing of awareness itself. Just rest in this. Nothing we have to do, nothing to get, nothing to get rid of. No one we have to be. Let nature unfold, arising, passing, self-liberating.
Bhavatu Sabamangalang. May there be all blessings. Rakantu Sabadevata. May the devas protect you. Sabbuddha Nubhavena. Sabbadhamma Nubhavena. Sabbasangha Nubhavena. Sadasoti Bhavantute. By the power of all the Buddhas, all of the Dhamma, and all of the Sangha, may there always be happiness for you.